Hello, everybody. My name is Josh Roach. I'm Tim Q. I'm And uh, we are the Talking Sith. Stop it now. Whatever, you're sort of pitchy. Mm. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm not your friend. Mm. Don't fall asleep. Fall <laughs> asleep. <laughs> You've never oh seen Oh, my that? God. I think I have. Actually, now that you show me that, but, man. Oh. I, I love that so much. That's uh, on my Star Wars Holiday Special Blu-ray. <laughs> That's yeah, really? worth a watch. All yeah. the uh, the songs are, yeah. Oh man, I mean, you ever see some, you ever see something you haven't seen in like twelve years, and like, no, I never saw that. And then you see it, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, oh, I yeah. saw that. Yeah, oh for sure. It, that just happened to me. <laughs> I I love that song. I'm I'm sure I saw that before, but man, am I so happy that you showed me that now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so content. Oh, yes. I'm that, so that, content. That song so is content. now canon is the whole thing. Yeah. That song now That song exists. No. Yeah, if you take no you take Casey's hard line that uh said Everything of Galaxy's Edge is canon. Yeah, everything of Galaxy's Edge is canon and because of that the Falcon needs to survive because they built the Falcon and if the Falcon just is destroyed. That song plays at Galaxy's that song Edge. Plays at Galaxy's Edge. Okay, therefore it's canon. I mean, it doesn't like ruin anything for it being canon. I guess in canon, I you're just hearing it. You're not seeing it. I mean, it's but yeah, in canon, it could be something totally different. What's Chad off the top of your head, Tim Q? You two, what's your best? What do you think the like the best Star Wars parodies out there? Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Oh God. Oh, oh man, my lord! I can't beat that. I cannot beat it. I I just fucking love that movie. It's so good. The Schwartz is yeah. strong with this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just so funny, Mel uh, Mel Gibson and uh, Mel Brooks. Gibson, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson made that movie. Mel Gibson, <laughs> he and, did. Uh, that would be a much different movie. In between Passion of the Christ takes, he, he's <laughs> like, I gotta mellow out a little. Let's make Spaceballs too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you got old uh, that, the Jewish kind of thing with the the Schwartz and yeah. I mean, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you know. John Candy is the wrong pick, so maybe John Vegan is the is the John Vegan. <laughs> I don't know who is that is. Pick. I fucking love that movie. Spaceballs is uh, yeah, Spaceballs is good. I, I, that's spectacular. I, I'm still waiting for them. I'm still actually waiting for them to make good on their threat of a sequel, the search for more money. That was a joke. It'd be great if they did. They I'm never will. I'm surprised that they haven't, though, because in this day and age, everything is a sequel. Everything. It's so true. They're going Literally back. every major release Disney's had this entire year has been either much. A, re- a remake or a yep. sequel. And so for them not to capitalize on that, like 25 years later, 
Wrong. What? That's why that joke is funny. Oh, yeah. I know, yeah. That's why the joke is fucking funny. They know people want to capitalize on sequels and shit. So... The sequence in that is when they're like, how do we find out what's going on? Oh, I know. They open up that huge like cabinet of all the movies and stuff and they just put in space balls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're watching themselves. All the way up to, oh no, keep going. They go through like the combing of the desert thing. They fast forward to them standing on the bridge. Like that's, that's what's happening right now. Right now. Right now. They keep going. Fast forward a little more. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. So, you guys like the uh, the robot chicken? Yes, the robot chicken ones. I like the robot chicken ones better than Family Guy. I think I like the first Family Guy one a lot, but two and the, the second and third are just not as good. Um, what was it? The, the first one was what was the first Family Guy one? Um, Blue Harvest. Was that? Was it Blue Harvest? Yeah. And then something something Dark Side. Yep. And then whatever the last one was, I don't remember. Hmm. But I I liked. Uh, I thought Robot Chicken was more consistently funny yeah yeah and they got i'm at best and they're doing the voice of jar jar yep yeah it's never my favorite i don't hate jar jar though uh, you don't hate yeah i i i like jar 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 got some a good reception at uh celebration yeah oh yeah well that's i mean it was a that was a part of the political climate anyway though at celebration where we all wanted to prove that we're not the people that bash last jedi so i mean what's her name that played uh rose uh kelly marie tran yes okay anyway like she got the biggest applause out of anyone when she came on for the panel and i think a lot of that was because we're trying to say we don't hate you even though we scared you off instagram with our death threats and well that wasn't me was that you was chad chad no 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 I, I, that's what i'm saying i'm saying i'm saying a bunch of us were trying to distance ourselves from that yeah so much so that we like made it very obvious to me that we were cheering loudly it was just, just like yeah just a show of ourselves support. yeah yeah and, and it shows support and it's and it's good and i'm not saying it was a bad thing i'm just saying like if none of that had happened i don't think he would have got that same giant standing ovation nor would she. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's fine they did. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying I think that was of if the there moment. there hadn't been such negative backlash, you're saying? Yeah, it was It was the climate. We were trying to make up for the negativity. I think they still would have. Okay, so, like, you're saying if you... Uh, you think Rose would have got the biggest applause? No, definitely not Rose. Star- yeah. Well, I'm saying Jar Jar. So if you, if you go back and you tweak things in the past and Jar Jar doesn't get negative backlash. I mean, I guess the, I think he'd be, he'd be loved, but I think he would be like a Chewbacca. Yeah. But I think, I think still C-3PO and the emperor would have got a bigger applause than definitely the, Oh yeah, definitely the emperor. Yeah. But they didn't. Well, I don't know. I think the emperor got bigger applause. The emperor got the biggest applause there. I was there in the room when he stepped out on stage and like the, the roll it again. Yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. I'll have to try and find he got it. The biggest applause of the whole period. Event, but yeah. at that particular panel, 
Jar Jar got the biggest applause. Right. But to be fair, I think that was his only appearance, and the rest had done a lot of other panels at that point. Well, he did come out on the, st- the live stage, and yes. uh, d- you know, in the middle of the show floor, and it was like madness when he came out there too. Yeah, I Palpatine came out when I was there, and I was like ten feet from him. Should have cool. touched him. I sh- I should have. Yeah, that would have been great. You just touch the hem of Palpatine's garment. Oh my gosh, yes. You'll be electrocuted. So some blue mist just lifts right up out of there. How's it going, Tim Q? You just Just listening. Okay. Good. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not saying Kelly Marie Tran is bad or anything, or that she doesn't deserve that kind of applause. I just don't think she would have gotten it otherwise. Yeah, I I agree with that. Like it was it was more it wasn't for Rose Tico. It was for for her for putting Kelly up with Tran and it was for what she put up with. For her putting up with our dark side as a fan base. And not and not, you know, just like being like screw all of you, yeah. not not even coming back. Which yeah, that's again though, that's like that one guy who has like one and a half million followers and I fucking hate on YouTube that I was talking about last time. Like he's such, he's the definition of such a dick. And then, I mean, the video of him, he, he posted a live like reaction to the episode nine trailer. And I mean, he jizzed all over his fucking face. He was so excited. And really, I, no, I thought I was <laughs> the only one that did that. I mean, he essentially did, but that was my whole problem is like, dude, you That's love Star Wars no matter does, what. Though. That's what everybody does. He's just being a bitch. Either they come on and they're like, I love Star Wars so much, there's nothing wrong with it and like they do that. Or they come on and they're like, this is why Star Wars sucks now. Yes. Uh, you know who I do hate? Freaking Mike Zero. I don't know Mike Zero at all. Oh man. I feel like I do actually like know of him, but he's not anyone I've looked up. You've probably heard of him just off of uh like he'll put out such bull crap Star Wars. Is he the one with like all caps shit? He's the one who's like every episode, episode seven, episode eight, episode nine, now he's like Luke Skywalker's gonna pull a star destroyer out of the sky. Oh yes, yes. He he knows everything. Yes. And he's got all the inside tracks. And then he's never yeah. right. Um, my favorite is Hello Greedo. Absolutely, hundred percent. My favorite. Hello Greedo is actually really good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, and he just seems like a cool guy. That's what I like best about him. Like he loves Star Wars, but he's not. It's it's a huge part of his life, but he's also a normal human being. And kind I like of that. Kind of. For as much as a YouTuber like that that wears a stormtrooper helmet, can be a yeah. human being. I mean, that's smart, though, that he's never actually shown his face. Yeah. Well, neither did Theory for a long time. Right. Star Wars Explained is another really good one. Oh, I met him. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, that's Uh, cool. At the 501st Bash in Chicago. And I tried to take a picture, and my phone, like, my the phone I had at the time was just cheap and, like, all messed up. So I, like, took the picture, and then he was, like, I talked to him for a second and then I took the picture and then he's like, was getting called by somebody else. He's like, Oh, I got to go, man. I'll, I'll talk to you later. I was like, all right, man. Nice to meet you. And he, he goes off and then I look at my phone the next day and the picture never took. I'm like, oh. nice. His wife called it too. His wife has been cosplaying as dark Ray for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. 
a lot of our information comes from uh, like the leak information and stuff comes from making Star Wars, Jason Ward. Oh, yep. Yeah, I know that. So this is somebody compiled like all the stuff that have come out. Oh, okay. So they yeah. leaked visuals and descriptions of footage, costume reference pics, character uh, sheet leaks, promotional poster. So this is that promotional poster we were talking about. The leak one, yeah. No red eyes. No C-3PO there. And no hole in the head. There's no holds barred. Heads. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how, how far I can drag that pun. All the, all the other C-3PO footage we've seen, he hasn't had it. Yeah. I, I imagine it's something that's going to happen early in the film. Like 90% of the footage that we see in these things. Well, so here's like, okay, so all the stuff in the character details. And then down here, this is an incomplete summary, but this is from what, and they have cite, like it's cited right here. Star Wars Celebration Panel. The Jungle Planet is involved at the very beginning. All right. Don't, don't show me anymore. I don't want to know. Unfortunately, I get too caught up in this and Going then I can ruin the movie for me. The whole plot, basically. This like yep, goes through see it. everything. I can't. I can't. Because I just don't like doing that. Pregnant Leia's fighting Luke? The fuck? Is that what you yes, said? You did. You heard it right. Yes. Leia is pregnant again, and she fights Luke for custody of the child. <laughs> this is the Mordred child pretty, I've been talking about. It's pretty dark. Pretty dark. <clears throat> Do you actually buy that there's going to be a lot of flashbacks in this movie? No. Mm. Tim Key, what about you? Yes. Yes, there will be. I think there's going to be... I think that's almost part of what J.J. was saying. Like, okay, in other movies, there's there's never been... There was never really flashbacks, right? All right, let's do it. Let's put money on it. I say three. Three flashbacks? Three. If there are fewer than three, well, hold I up. pay I... Chad. I pay Chad if there are fewer than three. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm going with you, Tim Q. I'm going with three. So what are we counting as flashbacks? Uh, uh, something That's that I know. something that happened in the past. Okay, okay, but do we count a flashback like when in episode seven when she No, that's a lightsaber? That's a force back. Okay, that's not no, a flashback. That's we're not talking a flashback. about regular talking about... cinematic flashbacks, which we've never really seen in Star Wars before. Well, we've seen it in episode eight. Yeah, I guess. When when he's telling the story. Yes, those are flashbacks. Those are flashbacks. Okay. Yeah, I'll take I'll take that. It's like that bet? Yeah, five is this five bucks like we've done for the other five bucks. Okay, yeah, I'll take that bet. There will be fewer than three. Let's make it interesting. A hundred bucks, Chad. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Let's stick with five. All right. Five. All right, I'll put that on my little sheet here. So fewer than three means two or one. Yes, that is right. <laughs> Five dollars. All right, all right, all right, all right. You you I earned that. You earned that degree. <laughs> no, he. I think he's at three or more. Right? <laughs> I'm on fewer than three or more. Three. I mean, if he wants to bet on even three, Flashback. that's also fine. Okay, so Tim Q's saying exactly three. I'm saying three. No, 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 no. You're saying three said... or more, Tim Q. I said exactly three. Yeah. We well, said... you, first you said three or more, and then I'll double. I'll double down. Exactly three. <laughs> Boom. Okay. I'm doing it. Okay. 
This is fantastic. Got it. What if there are three? I'll just shit myself right there. Like it's seriously. <laughs> that, if there if there are three, I expect my possibility that there are. Oh, it'll three. it'll happen. You know, if there are exactly three, mind it. I will double that pay. Oh, I will and, do ten instead of five. Ooh. If there write are that exactly shit down. Write that yeah, write, shit. Yeah, write down. write it down. Write it down. I I don't know how gambling works. How, what what bet did well, I we make? We put the wrong person in charge of all our uh, of all of our uh, thing here. Chad, I'll give you an idea of the questions that we have here. Okay. So, like, it's going to be a questionnaire. Like, okay, do you believe there will be force lightning in the movie? Yes or no? Yeah, yeah. Uh, is is Luke um, dead in the movie? Yes. Yeah. Does Han Solo appear in the movie? Fuck. Yeah, it's tough. I'm gonna say no. Okay. That's me being optimistic. And then we're gonna okay, does uh is Snoke mentioned by name? Yes. Is there a redemption? No. Will the movie end with a cliffhanger? No. That's a for sure no. Is Kylo Ren's helmet of importance? Well, I mean, define importance. Is it more meaningful than just putting on a helmet? Like he's putting it back together. Is there meaning to that? Uh, Like they're they're gonna does it count like it's meaningful to him emotionally, or like it actually has a power? It means something. It actually has a power of some sort. No, it's doing more than for his psyche. No. Okay. Uh. Do we believe that there's going to be shipping at the end of episode nine? Will there be a relation, uh, uh, like formed relationship, like a Han and Leia at the end of Return of the Jedi? Are we counting um, Finn and Rose? Yeah. Then yeah. Okay. Uh, Ray is a clone of something. Or it is. Yes, I hope so, because that was the best theory. Okay. Then uh, planets. Do we uh, think that we'll see any from like planets from the OT or PT? Coruscant, Tatooine, Naboo, Mustafar. Yeah, probably over some kind of victory celebration style shit. We'll hear some another Gungan yell, "Wisa free." <laughs> Will there Fucking be a stormtrooper revolt? No. That's a good idea. I'm going to say no, though. We've seen nothing to show that that could be. Of course, that doesn't matter, but... Will time travel play a part in it? Fuck, no. I hope to God, no. I feel like you just worked yourself into a writing corner and you just didn't know how to get out of it, so you time traveled. It works in some things, but in Star Wars... I mean, yes, it's happened in the expanded universe things, but it would be weird on your last one to just throw that in there. Like it's a common thing. Will there be set up for the next movies? No. And will there be a time jump? No. I fully expect it to end and end actually end. That's pretty much what we got. And then, and then a classic just Deadpool. Who do you think lives? Who do you think dies? I think Kylo Ren dies. I think everyone else lives. Maybe 
potentially Poe dies as well. But I think if they're going to let someone like Kylo go, they won't let him go as well. One of them would suffer the emotional impact as a result. Oh, and then the other one I had up here was, will there be any heel turns? So that would count with Ray, I guess. Anybody turning from light to dark or dark to, like, good guy to bad guy or bad guy to good guy? No. Uh, yes, in the terms of Kylo. I don't expect I don't expect her to go to the dark side at all. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I can see General Hux being pushed into a corner by Kylo and his first order and him being the Supreme leader and him turning on the first order just because just to get back at Kylo, maybe with ulterior motives, but maybe helping out our heroes. Nah, I don't think so. I can I see think, it. I think Hux is always going to be, I think he'll have alternative. I think he won't be doing it because he like suddenly believes in the resistance. I think he'll be doing it to undermine Kylo. I think if if there's a way he can make it so it look like it was Kylo's fault, but otherwise he wouldn't do it. Hmm. He doesn't hate Kylo so much that he'd risk everything. He's more emotionally stable than Kylo. Kylo would mess it up. I think what he would do, what would be the best, and it won't happen, but what would be the best is my original theory that he will kill Leia in front of Kylo and Kylo will be able to do nothing about it because you know that's you're supposed to kill her and well, and then and then he does it to get back at Kylo then Kylo goes through that emotional stuff and turns to the good side the thing is though Kylo is now the supreme leader like there's no there's no other standard he has to live up to except for his own Right. But do you think that as the Supreme Leader, he's going to be like, how dare you kill this leader of the good side? He's not going to be able to do that. He's going to have to... I think if he wants to, he can be like, that's my mom. So she's off limits. You can kill everybody else, but bring her to me alive. Yeah, but he's never he's never seemed like the kind of person that would directly say that. He might act like that and get really mad and kill him on the spot for doing that. But he knows that that's supposed to happen. But then again, we've never, we haven't actually seen Kylo un, unleashed, unchained, unfettered. This is true. Under, I still don't not think under could, Snoke's foot now. I don't think he could ever still kill his mom. I don't, I don't think, think he, he could. I don't think he could. But do I think that he would allow anybody else? I think that there will be a standing order not like. I don't think there'll be a standing order not to kill Leia, but I think if it comes down to it, um, and if Hux were to do that, to go out of his way to kill Leia like that, I think Kylo wouldn't waste a second, like have a second thought about just like snapping his neck and moving on. In fact, I'm pretty sure that's how Hux is going to die. I think Kylo's killing him. I think Hux is going out, and I think Kylo's killing him. I can see that, but I think that'll be after Kylo turns good. Hmm. I also I think that if any of our heroes are out, like I said last week, I think, or a couple weeks ago, Poe. Mm-hmm. If any of our main heroes die, it's Poe. Oh, it, it would be Poe for sure. But I think because Kylo will, t- I do think t- Kylo will turn good and then die. I don't think Paul will will go as a result. Mm-hmm. And if he, because it would, it would, 
weaken it a little. Like it wouldn't have the same emotional impact to see two people. You It'd know. be very different though for a Kylo to come back and die and a Poe to die though. Like Kylo would have to come back and like make some sort of sacrifice or something like that, right? But Poe could just Poe could die heroically or just, you know. Yeah, I think for me that would be like if in the same movie like Darth Vader turns and dies and then just a few like 10 minutes earlier Han Solo had died. Almost like, happened. I think I think it would cheapen the emotional blow that they want to go for. Just from a pure cinematic angle, like you can't have two major well-loved characters die within 10 minutes War. and expect that same yeah, but you didn't have the same emotional impact. End game. Well, 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 well. What End about game. um, what about in um, what about in uh, the Godfather when uh, the Godfather died and the horse died in the same scene? Oh, I mean, okay, they did, but the horse was seeing oranges. But the horse wasn't an emotional impact. And for Endgame, Iron Man for sure died. Right? So was, was that right? He died. Who else? Who else died besides Iron Man that had the same? Did movie? I say something that was true? I never yeah. saw that yeah. movie. No, we, no, you I, didn't say disagreed. something that was true. They didn't die in the same scene. <laughs> but I was. But I, I the, what I was saying was like we just start seeing oranges. Like, oh no. Oh yeah. man! Well, you guys all just like agreed with it. <laughs> like, I thought, oh, man, oh no! I just had you blew event. my mind. You blew no, my mind. Uh, the, the, so Iron Man for sure died, and um. What's her name? Uh, the Black Widow, for sure dead. Yeah, no yeah. one cares because she's, well, she's not. I hot. mean, to be fair, those were like. I'll let that I, th- I think it would depend on when they're doing it. Those were like an hour apart, is my whole thing. No, so, I mean, that wasn't an hour apart. No, they really were. Black Widow and, and that death was an hour apart. So if they. I mean, if. Did anybody if, else actually die in the movie? Uh, I mean, Captain America, maybe, but like they didn't really kill him. He had a full life and comes back as an old person and gives his stuff up. So, mm. but okay, so that could happen. What if Poe dies in like the beginning Did of the like, dies, like halfway through? I mean, then you could still definitely have Kylo come back and die. Um, so you don't think they're? I think Leia dies. I I hope Leia dies, but I don't think <laughs> Leia is going to be a big. <gasps> I think it will be actually dead. I, I think I think Leia's thing oh, Leia's thing will be emotional to people who would get emotional about that. It will be emotional to people who would get emotional about that anyway, but it won't be emotional to the average cinema goer. Like I think that they're going to if they're gonna do it, they're gonna like blow her up, have it slow down. Nope, thing, I think she's dying on a deathbed. And then come back to an anger thing. See, I, I see where they like want her to die. She's already she's already been blown up, right? And she yeah. force pulled herself back into the ship and you know. Yeah, but she saw that one coming more so. I think she might be I think she might be sick in this movie. Yeah. I I don't think she gets blown up. I think she might be sick and she dies of a sickness. I don't think they'll kill her off at all, honestly. I think that, mm. I think that's gonna, a hot take. I'll put money on that. I think they're going to keep her alive. I'm not willing to put money on this one. Oh, I, I, I think, put five dollars on down that they'll kill Leia. I think they're going to keep her alive, 
and just kind of show her at the end real quick and that'll be it. It'll See, be a cheap ending. I don't think so. I don't think so mm. because I think wrong. I think that wrong 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 then, I think that this is a send-off. I think that this is wrapping up the Skywalker saga, and I think that they're going to kill all of our main big three by the end of this. They've already killed Han. Han's dead. Luke's gone. So what? You just leave Leia? She's the only one we don't get to cinematically have an ending for? We don't see her arc? I I mean, I think she's... Life to death. I think she's the one that's had the... She's had the least of an arc thus far. That's not true. That's not true. In these ones, I mean, 100%. she's been she's been the most consistent, the most consistent, least interesting in seven, eight, and nine compared to Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. Luke comes back as a completely different person. General. Han she's, Solo is this charismatic Han the Solo. The resistance show. she founded. Yeah, I mean, sure, but he's General Organa like, now, but to some, she's still royalty. Yeah, just I mean, looking at the movies, just at is. the movies. Yeah. Yes. Um, but that's why I think I they'll can, kill her. I can see the point. Yeah, that's why I think she, they'll kill. She her. does the. She's the least like. You want to know why? You want to know why? Because episode seven focused on Harrison and they killed him. Episode eight focused on Mark and they killed him. And episode, episode nine was supposed to focus on Carrie. Right. So I don't know if they'll kill her that. though, because otherwise it's and just they're gonna like, kill her. Otherwise, it's just kind of gonna seem like she just died. Like. And she didn't do a ton, but she died. She's I well because they were planning on and it's been stated that seven was uh, Han Solo, eight was Le- Luke Skywalker, and nine was always supposed to be Carrie Fish was supposed to be Princess. I, I think Roach is reading too much into it, but <clears throat> I think I he's right. I think I think Princess Leia dies. I mean, it, it won't surprise me if she does. I just a part of me feels like they won't do that now. I I don't know if it's just mm-hmm. a weird thing to do. They will. They have to. I think they if have they to. if they, they do the, leave it hanging. I'm I'm well. It's not leaving it hanging. Like we know, Carrie Fisher died, but in the Star Wars universe, Leia doesn't die because the actress died. <laughs> all right, all right. Do you want me to do you want me to speak the obvious? I mean, is Lando then also going to die so that we kill off all the old I think people? So. I, see, I think I think it will be well, one or the no, other. They won't do Lando no, and Leia. No, no, because Billy 50-50. Billy D. Williams is still alive. <laughs> so, yeah, I think there you go. I think Lando. I think Lando is fifty fifty. <laughs> I think Lando's fifty fifty, just like most people. But I think Leia. I think Leia, just because they've had like her brother's gone, her husband's gone. The original, you know, it's the big three. It's like this is it for them and she's actually gone she they could go back if they really wanted to much easier and be like hey mark do you want to come and do like a little thing on disney plus or do you luke can show back up as a force ghost or something like you know what i mean but with carrie that's it like why wouldn't you give care why wouldn't you give princess leia a a beginning a middle and an end all right. No, because I I can see their end being that she like you don't actually maybe she's weaker, she's dying, but we don't actually see her. That'd be terrible. I, I, I don't I don't honestly know if they're the gonna movie, like oh we won, but Princess Leia's sick. Well, I'd say she dies. Yeah, I think That's, she dies. I'm willing to put money on it. Come on, you, Chad. 
Five dollars. Okay, but here's the the, the the logic that bothers me is that Lando is in this now and Lando is going to live. So if we are saying that every old character is dying and we're passing the torch, that's the just not three. true anymore because three. we threw this in. No, the main and Lando three. will not I don't die. Lando was showing up until Carrie Fisher died. Absolutely. And we're not going to kill both Carrie and Lando in the same movie. We're right. not going to do that. Okay, but that's okay. Then I'm saying like Lando's 50, 50. I don't know. I could see it going either way. They probably won't kill Lando because, because of I your say, I say, I say, I say, I say Lando lives and I'm going to put money on it. All right. Lando lives. Well, I don't think anybody's taking that bet because I think everybody agrees with you. I, I agree. Lando would live. So we say I, Lando lives. Lando lives. We'll or Sean will take I that. guess, I guess Leia can have her cinematic ending but like, I don't think she really needs it. And I have no desire. I have zero desire. And I, I know it will happen. And it'll piss me off. But I have absolutely no desire so at all. So you put money down on that? No. I, I have no desire at all for it to continue past episode nine. You lose Leia. I hope episode nine ends this series. It won't. There will be a 10, then 11, and 12, and God knows how many. But I don't Wrong. Want to go Wrong. I Wrong. Want, I want Wrong. nine to be the end. Correct. That's it. Well, so, yes. if Carrie yes. is still alive, then it doesn't fucking matter because it ended. It's done. Yeah. It's done. But and that way, at least someone from the original still lived. Episode six ended it. That was it. Well, but it you know was conversations really I it. had. You know how many conversations I've had with people over the past years before, what, 2011? It's like, oh, man, do you ever think episode seven? No. Absolutely not. No. No. Yeah. George I said mean, no. George said it's over. George said no. George said it's over. I think George got old and tired, honestly. I think he just didn't care enough to do it anymore. He well, got George he had a better taste in his mouth from the fans bitching at him prequels. from the prequels. He's never got over that. He's hated that. Um you blame so, him? No, not at all. But I'm saying I think any plans he had for seven, eight, and nine, which he was still talking about a seven, eight, and nine for a long time. Not I after feel, six. After six he was like done mid production on Return of the Jedi. He was like, "Nope, I'm done after See, this." See, I thought in Phantom Menace he was still talking about it. Like he'd want to do the prequels, and then he came had... back and he he did Phantom Menace, and all through the prequels he always said, "Nope, this is it. This is going to wrap it up." That's why when Episode Three came out, they were like, "This is the end. This is the last Star Wars movie saga movie you'll ever see in theaters. This is coming full circle. It's completing. Right. You know, it's wrapping back around and it's ending where we began." I think we can leave her alive and it would be just fine. I don't think it's important enough to kill her off. I would feel, sl- I would feel, especially for like people who Princess Leia is like their favorite character. The, you know, she was, she was a big deal, really, if you think about it. George Lucas was ahead of his time making mm-hmm. her not the damsel in distress back in the 70s. You know, the, just the whole thing where she was like the what they came and tried to rescue her and she ended up kind of leading them out of there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I say she dies. Yeah. I she, think, yeah. She was a big inspiration, but that doesn't, I put money on it. That but, doesn't give me a reason to kill her. Off. See, I'm not taking money because it won't surprise me. I, I believe that she probably will die. Okay. So, so I'll Tim say that. You and I both say Tim Q and I both have money on, uh, if anybody takes the bet, Leia dies. I believe she will die. I don't think it's the right move. 
Because then again, that's just another reason for people to hate these movies. Because in every one now, every new movie that comes out, we have to kill off a solid old character. Like that's our that's our trope I see, now. I see the point. I I I don't know that they should have done it how they did and space it out. But maybe it's because of your ruling, where like you can't kill off a major person and have it mean something, and then kill off somebody else a little later. I would be doing that left, right, and center if I was directing these movies. You wouldn't know. I'd be Sean Bean and everybody. But you wouldn't, it'd be like the middle of the first, you know, it'd be like episode seven, like, oh man, nobody died. And then in the first 20 minutes of episode eight, I killed off Luke and Heim. And you'd be like, oh, what's going on? Then at the end of episode eight, I kill off Leia. Wouldn't even know. Mm, episode yeah. nine starts, episode nine starts, and C3PO gets blown up. Yeah, okay, big guy. Okay. You yeah. know? And I guess no, but I'm I mean, saying like, but I get the reason why you don't do like why they don't do that because that's it doesn't give you the time to process and feel it. But that's why I think that looking at their track record, that's why they're going to kill Leia. And I think her passing away in real life. Now, do you think that they should have went back? Do you think it would have been better served for them to have gone back and retconned Episode Eight and just have killed her off in Episode Eight? No, I th- I think that would have been such a mixed bag. I think people would have hated it either way, either way, because here's the thing. Now people are like, they should have killed her off in eight. Well, first right. off, they didn't fucking know. And then well, second they, off, they knew and they had enough time. It was still in pre, it was still in post-production. Yeah. Secondly, I feel that makes it before she died or that after makes it a lot. Fans would have been really mad. You cut like 20 minutes of Carrie Fisher just because she died. You didn't want to honor her. You just killed her off like that. What if they, what, why couldn't, what if they just switched it up so she stayed on the ship instead of Holdo? I don't know how easy that would have been to do. You would have had to CG a lot of that. Not as much as they're having to CG for episode nine. I see, but they're, they're, as far as they will do some, like her outfit, her hair maybe, but all the footage that they're using. It's her. So that's yeah, why I don't know but... if she Like, did they film her dying? Did they film her having some speech before the end? Because they're not going to have someone come in and dub her voice. Yeah, they are. And they've already done it. Has there's, that been confirmed? There's voice doubles already. Like, there, there are voice doublers uh, for lines in The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. I'll try and find this information. Okay, yeah, confirm already said that. I want to that there's that. already been voice doublers. And this is, happens all the time in ADR work. You know that. Like they have people yeah. come in, like people like Steven Stanton and stuff, they come in and they're uh James Arnold Taylor and stuff, they come in and uh Matthew Wood voice double for people. Um, even for like a network television when somebody says, you know, when they have to replace a profanity or something, they have voice doublers come in and Half the time, if they're really good at their job, you don't notice it. And they're saying, I'll try and find where it was confirmed, like they've already voice doubled Princess Leia. And they're going to have their, because they can't be beholden to whatever, only what JJ wrote in episode seven and only what Ryan wrote in episode eight and still move the story forward. They're not creating a CG Leia from scratch like they did for Rogue One. Thank God. They are they're going to use existing footage of Carrie, but I I I put money on this. I'll I'll put money down on this that yes, there will be uh they're going to have 
lines that Carrie did not say, and they'll have her performing actions that she didn't do. I guarantee you they just had somebody on set wearing an out, that outfit. Oh, I'm sure you had to have a stand-in for that kind they, of stuff. Yeah, you they, you know, and you you find somebody who's her build, and you can do over-the-shoulder shots and stuff. And we, um, who was it? I can't remember. It was one of the podcasts I listened to, but they said that uh, um, Neil Scanlon and stuff had talked about like the for half the scenes in episode eight when you see Carrie laying in the bed when she's in a coma. Uh-huh. that's not carried. They made uh, a double. They made like a fake carry like out of silicone that looks just like carry. And they took in-depth scans and everything. And they said half, like most of what you see of carry, like flying through space and stuff. That's totally, that's totally CG. Oh, well, yeah, you can kind of tell that. But and but the Carrie laying in bed is totally a reproduction from the scans they took of Carrie. Interesting. So you use that and you can get like I guarantee you they're gonna be playing with her mouth to make her say things that she didn't say. Look at even like this face app stuff. Look at how easily we can yeah, do Yeah, you can do that easy. Yeah. I guess I feel like I'd rather them not like I, I want her to be in it for like five minutes maybe and that's you know the it. easiest way to do that kill her off kill her off but then i want her to be killed off i don't want her to have some kind of gra- that's what i this this is what i worry they're gonna give her some graceful showy flowery princess death and really it's just a tribute to carrie fisher because oh we miss her but i don't give a fuck about carrie fisher being dead sorry no offense oh but no, okay. I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, in the context of episode nine, you mean I, as far as in the context of the movie paying a tribute to her, I don't really care. Like I get that. She, you don't want them to pause and give her like, uh, no, I no. look, she's dead. She's not going to see this. So we don't need to like give her this fitting, touching tribute. Like, I get it. it. It's nice to have, but that doesn't usually help a story. That just helps a current climate. And well, and I think we've had that time too. I mean, I'm not saying like Chad that I don't care that Carrie died, but I, I'm saying right. that. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, but I do understand what you're saying. We don't need to pause and make more out of it than what we did with anybody else. Like when Han Solo died, we had a couple moments and then it was like onto the story. That's kind of Star Wars thing, right? Ben yeah. Kenobi dies. We mourn for a second. Eh. Uh, Alderaan gets blown up. Whoa. All right. I, I see. I, I worry that we'll make it into some big Iron Man thing. dying thing. Yeah, kind of. Uh, just because it's relevant and it's Carrie, who we all love Carrie. She's a great person. Which the only way I could see them doing that is if they like started off, if they had started off episode nine like With that Carrie of dying. Yeah, and we're, then we can use that to like kind yeah. of. Uh, this would be Leia dying in a time of, of heightened crisis and war. We're not going to stop for a big thing. Whereas if we do, then we're really honoring we're doing it for Carrie. We're not doing it for the story and for Leia. So Chad. Yes. What do you want to see? I want to see her either be killed or 
I want to see her live. It, one you, or the other. I don't what? want a graceful princess death. I don't. What? How she does either? How does a graceful princess death help the story? Because she could give parting words and gracefully peace, like no, go no, off and and no, like be no. like, Poe, this is all up to you now. You're the leader. It's, no, no, no. Poe, you need to, you. You're you know, if you're no. spirit leader. You're military leader. No. And she can pass on like Yoda. No, 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 no. But I don't understand. You need to clarify the difference. Like death, he didn't, is death he, is death. No, he didn't answer my question. What? What do you want to see happen? I would like to see the betrayal where she gets killed either by not it won't be by Kylo, but by someone working for Kylo and Kylo gets upset over that. I want to see her get killed that way or I want to see her live and we see her at the end and she says something good She's and out medals and, again. And we end. Yeah, she could be handing out medals again, do another like throne room Old style struggle. thing. Good enough. Ring theory. But, okay, so here's another question for you guys. Leia dies. Just take that as a for granted. Mm-hmm. Uh, does she come back as a force ghost? Chances. Over or under? No, I, never. I, I think we can still see her at the end as a force ghost. Nope. I'm going to say nope. yes. I'm going to say she can come back as a force ghost. I bet we'd see her... Actually, you know what, then? If she dies she would for sure come back as a force ghost at the end. She wouldn't necessarily say anything. It'd just be, they just use footage of her smiling a la episode six. Hmm. And Luke will be there and they'll be by each other and Han will somehow fucking be there too. What if you can bring people with you? No, God, please let's not do this just so we can have a final shot where Han is there. What if uh, we can, what if you can bring people like, you learn the the secrets of the force and immortality and stuff, and you part of that is now being able to uh, reach into the, the the cosmic force and pull other people out into the living force. And no, see, I think at the end we're gonna have and a Anakin's whole... just been screwing Padme all this. We're all gonna this. have Anakin That's why you haven't here seen him because he's been back with Padme. Anakin, Obi Wan, Luke, Yoda. Leia will probably also throw in Qui-Gon just for the hell of oh, it. I hope so. Come on. I want and Qui-Gon. All, all six of them will be connected in a human centipede style form. <laughs> <laughs> and this will, Ghost centipede? And that'll be, the, the, centipede. that'll be the final shot of the film. <laughs> that would be mind-melting. Leia is the last piece of the ring circle centipede. Human there you centipede. go. Yep. And yeah when she is reconnected to the beginning of the end and it's just full circle, it creates this like, like force time loop. And that's how we get time travel in the star Wars galaxy. Oh shit. That'll do it. They fall into it. It's kind of like a stargate kind of thing going on there. Yeah. Let me clarify from earlier because of what I said, I don't, I'm, I am sad that Carrie Fisher has died. Let me say this. Carrie Fisher was a great person. I love her and her work and her personality in general. She was an incredibly witty person. However, Carrie Fisher is not Leia, and Leia is not Carrie Fisher. And I wanted to get that separate. Chad, have you ever heard my my personal (laughs) Carrie Fisher story? No. All right. So this is uh, 
uh, 15 Anaheim. And Hannah bought uh, a couple of uh, photo opportunities for me. Um, so we met Lando, met Billy nice. D. And like I said, I'm, I'm his buddy. Now I'm Lando, I'm Billy D. Williams' buddy because he greeted me by saying, hey, buddy. So I take that to my grave now. Right. Dude, he when I met him, at, he seemed like such a like. He was just a cranky asshole. Really? To everyone, yeah. He, really? He, yeah, oh yeah. He signed autographs like this. You want to know why? Because he knows that he has nothing but Lando to his name and regrets Not his it. buddy. You're well, I mean, buddy. like, and he just had he a guy pushing him around in a wheelchair the whole time. He took my he, hand, smiled, and was like, "Hey, hey, hey, buddy." I mean, he did. Okay, when I had a picture with him, he was like, "Hey, what's up, man?" And then he had this. You want to know? He's like, "Let's look at that camera." And then we. But I mean, you got to understand all these guys. Like, they're sitting. He's, there. he's super impersonal compared to the all the celebrities I've met. He like. He okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. So so uh, we met Ian McDiarmid. He was super nice. Like he was pretty cordial, like a nice older gentleman guy. But he wouldn't do the uh, emperor hands for us. <laughs> Casey asked and he was like oh that's a shame nope yeah well, that but was- okay whatever okay so then I think our last photo shoot of 2015 was with Mark and Carrie it was a double photo shoot with Mark and Carrie and we go in there and uh, I'm dressed up in my Han Solo uh, Casey and Carl I believe are dressed up in their like we made some like last minute uh, Return of the Jedi and or like camo, like camouflage, like gear and stuff for like the rebel soldiers and uh, Casey's little brother's there. And Hannah's dress has her Leia on. Have you ever seen any of the pictures of Hannah's Leia? I think so. So she's got the buns and she's got the white dress. Okay. A new mm-hmm. hope Leia. And uh, so we go in and you know how these photo opportunities are, Chad, you know, oh, you, you yeah. come in, they're like, all right, there's barely enough time to be like a nicety. Like you hardly oh, get to say anything. You're awesome. That you come in, and you're like, oh hey, nice to meet you. Okay, shake it. And the photographer's like, over here, over here, over here. Click next, done. And they usher you out. So that's what it was like. We go there. Oh, and Gary was there. Her dog was there with her. So it was, okay, it was actually three celebrities. It was of Gary, course. Carrie, and Mark. So we go in. And they do this thing, and we're all like, okay. And Hannah's kind of like awkwardly standing off to the side for the picture, which you know right whatever reason and so we're getting ready to go and mark goes oh i love your buns talking to hair uh, to hannah uh-huh. like you're a great that's a great leia and mark goes carrie carrie look at her buns look at her buns and carrie's like oh that's like she's like that's spectacular let's get another picture you come in here next to me she like grabs hannah and like hugs hannah oh man and you know the handler the photographer is like nope next and carrie goes take the picture and he's like no one picture you know next we got to keep the line moving and she goes take the picture and he goes no and she goes take the effing picture so (laughs) click he just stands there like dumbfounded after she like you know she's right and so he's just like click and so I'll have to find the pictures and post them. So the first picture is like all, you know, we're kind of smiling and stuff. And the second picture is like, Mark is just like chuckling at like this disruption that he caused. 
I am like kind of like laughing out loud, nervously laughing. Right. Hannah is laughing, and Carrie is just pissed, just <laughs> staring at the camera because <laughs> you can tell she just got done like cussing this guy out. That is awesome. And we got both pictures. That's a great so, picture. That's my Carrie moment. And I've never much, seen that picture, man. You got to post that stuff. Oh man, that pretty much sums up. Like that's that's a that's a like I feel honored to have been part of such a Carrie. Like a, <laughs> you have to post both. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yep, but yeah, Lando was like super. He just didn't care. I think he 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 seemed like a guy who's really sad that he he at that point he hadn't been asked to be in episode nine, hmm. and he said like three times that he was upset they hadn't asked him to be in the new Star Wars movies, and his agent had like apparently they had been trying to get people to write to Disney forever about it. Um, but he, yeah, he just didn't seem like he wanted to be there at all. Billy D. Yeah. Billy D. Yeah. He was he, like, he was asking to be in Star Wars. Basically. Yeah. His That's agent. fucked up. That's fucked up. <laughs> I don't I know mean, if I believe that. I, I, yeah. This is, what I, his, this is what his agent said, like right to this group of a thousand people watching him agent smith maybe i mean that was whoever is whoever was on stage with him i mean there he was right there if he if it wasn't true he could have said something well yeah they they said yeah guys really do us a favor okay but let's let's be honest let put yourself in billy d's shoes would you not be partitioning your fans Oh, for sure, for sure. Like, would you not want your agent? I'd be want to be back in Star Wars. I'd be pissed if I was freaking yeah. Lando Calrissian. I blew what, what, the second Death Star. Everybody makes a big deal about this Luke Skywalker blowing up the first Death Star. Well, guess what? I blew up the second Death Star. It's true. Yeah, I, th- I think a part of it was worse because he he just seemed like he he didn't even want to talk about Star Wars that much. He was like, you know, I did plenty of other things too. We could talk about. And no, he said that nobody, like twice. Well, I mean, there's the Colt 45. I know. But it's just one of those moments of like, I hate that I'm being remembered for one thing. Well, he only did one thing. If if you're going to be rem- I would not mind being, I don't get that though. Like, I don't care if you remember me for one thing. Remember me for- I mean, he was, he was in like a random Batman movie. Yeah, he was I don't think I would mind it, but he, he, was supposed he seemed to, to mind it. He was supposed to be Two-Face. Yeah, and he never got into that. So I feel like maybe it was just a bad time. But either way, he definitely seemed like he just didn't want to do this. He he seemed like the kind of guy who ha- who knows he has to do cons to make money, but wishes that wasn't the case. Yeah, That's, you know, that was you know, attitude. you know. I wish, wish I was in his uh, place. You know, I wish I was cool enough to be like, yeah, yeah, you know. And just just say that, <laughs> you know. I don't want to do. I don't want to do these cons, but I'm so fucking cool that these people are gonna make me do it anyway and pay me money all they this make. money. You know how much money they make sitting there? Oh, a ton, a ton. But yeah, he just when he signed autographs, like he like maybe looked at you in the eye and smiled once, and then moved on. And then a picture, he shook your hand and said like, "Hey, what's up, man?" Or he tell you somebody fun. who's super awesome. That does suck. That does suck. Two people, you know. two two people that are super awesome in, in that in that realm, that circle, that could take the same that could take the same like line of thought. I'd be like, I'm only known for one thing. Whatever, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, you know, have a chip on my shoulder about it. That's uh, Daniel Logan. 
young Boba Fett. Okay. And uh, Ray Park, Darth Maul. Oh, Darth Maul for sure has embraced it. And both of them... Okay, so Darth Maul at Star Wars Celebration 2015... Um, there was like the the cantina set that they built that if you were in cosplay, they let you go in and like walk around. So Casey and uh, Hannah, Carla, and I all got some sweet pictures like in the cantina. And but they were doing like the Star Wars. This is before it was actually the Star Wars show, but they were doing like the live thing and it became the Star Wars show. Yeah, uh, the live streams. Yeah, they were they interviewed Ray Park there, so he was there right right when we were there at the same time and so he was like standing there and taking pictures of like everybody right mm-hmm. and uh so hannah and i were like standing there waiting hannah was in front of me we're waiting to get our picture with ray and this guy like cuts in front of hannah and ray was like no 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 and he like shoved the guy back out of the way he's like all right you can come in and take the picture with me and then he like stood there and talked with us for a second and then uh daniel logan he was actually at like his own table he's supposed to be signing and there was like uh there was a lot you know there was like a smaller line for him he was walking up and we're like daniel daniel can we get a picture and he's got two drinks he's and so he's like oh yeah yeah sure he comes over and he takes a picture with us we're like two fisting yeah we're like man they let you drink back here he's like boba fett man i do whatever the hell i want <laughs> he takes a picture with us and his handlers are like, get over here, get over here. Can't be taking pictures with people. He's like, ah, I'm Boba Fett. I do what I want. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so funny. All right. Hey, I just realized it's 2.30. I'm going to go to bed. It's not yet. It's 2.29. Okay. Well, it's close. I'm going to go to bed. All right, Chad. All right. Been fun, guys. Thanks, man. Peace out. <laughs> well, Mr. Tim Q. Welcome back to the mobile studio. The mobile studio. Welcome back home, almost. We're uh, just picked up uh, Tim Q. Chicago O'Hare. That was fun. Always a nice, pleasant drive through Chicago on our way back to Michigan. Got sideswiped 50 times. People trying to run us off the road. Naked people running around. Mayhem. Well, I wanted to talk to you about... uh, What is it we usually talk about on this podcast here? Star Wars, I think. Star Wars. Star Wars, just in general, about the uh, the new sequel trilogy. Just in general, about the sequel trilogy. Okay, let's go through some of the characters here and how you think their uh, story arcs have progressed or stagnated. Start off with uh, let's start off with the big three. So, Mr. Han Solo. Well, he died. <laughs> Do you, so, uh, do you think it was worth it for Han to uh, to have survived Return of the Jedi in the grand scheme of things? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Uh, who? Why wouldn't it be worth it? Well, I mean, you know, famously, uh, Harrison and Lawrence Kasdan wanted to kill off Han Solo in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. I remember. But George Lucas wanted to sell toys. See... Like, that's the thing that they say, right? But is that really the reason that... Like, that's almost going back to, like... You can't have the Millennium Falcon in Galaxy's <laughs> Edge unless the Millennium Falcon still... Like, you can... St- Han Solo... <laughs> right? <laughs> like, Han Solo is now dead. You can still go buy Han Solo toys. But does anybody? Yeah. I mean, I haven't bought a single Han Solo toy since he died. Okay. Did you buy a single Han Solo toy before he died? 
Well, no, but that's not the point. Well, that is the other edge of the sword. That's like, okay, so it's like uh, Batman. You, got, you remember Batman action figures when we were growing up? Uh, there was like Swamp Gear Batman, Parachuting Batman. It was like orange jumpsuit. Swamp Gear Batman had like a green jumpsuit. Arctic Batman. And they're all for the Batman animated uh, series, but in the animated series, Batman never wore any of those suits. You can still market more things outside of what's happening in the movies if they wanted to. Sure. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think that uh, I liked the progression of Han Solo's character from the original trilogy to the sequel trilogy. Because yeah. he essentially becomes... He's kind of the, the Ben Kenobi... I like how he becomes, like, the guy he scoffs at. Let me ask you this. When it comes to uh, Ben Solo, what do you think about him being named Ben? How do you think that came about? (laughs) That's an interesting question. So, clearly, Ben Kenobi had a big influence on Luke Skywalker, but he's, he's a very personal influence on Luke, and Han and Leia didn't really know him as well. Han didn't even like him, I think, and Leia barely met him, if at all. So, I don't know. That's that's a very interesting question. We don't have any canon evidence of her actually meeting him. Unless, unless um, he's named for Ben Quadraneros. Well, that's very possible. Because, like we said, there's not really any canon evidence of Leia ever meeting Ben. She knows of Ben. She sends the message for Ben. The most she ever got of him was a glimpse right before he got, you know, struck down by Vader. Yeah, yeah. And then Han rode with him for... I mean, do we have a sense for how long that was? So they went to Alderaan from Tatooine and then Death Star escape was that a couple days maybe? Maybe a couple days yeah. Didn't seem too impressed with him at the cantina but I don't know I mean he was standing right there and watched him disappear before Vader could cut him down so you know hokey tricks and nonsense but when you see something like that with your own two eyes I don't know do you think maybe it was Han then that was like yeah we should name him after Ben because he you know gave up his hide to save us and turned off the tractor beam and gave himself up in order for us to escape I think that's a stretch I don't know I wouldn't buy it Uh, is it more likely that Leia was like oh yeah that guy that I never met (laughs) yeah I don't think that neither I don't know so Ben is just random and just happened to be the name of Ben Kenobi yeah yeah or yeah. maybe you're right well, Ben I, I, Quadraneros I, mean, I don't yeah I don't think it's random but I just Han was a big you know he's into racing and <laughs> maybe he just loved Ben Quadraneros growing up and happy coincidence hey Luke we're gonna name our son Ben Oh, that's great! Yeah, you should go for it! Just, you didn't know it was Ben Quadraneros. That's true. Alright, well, speaking of, of Leia, how do you think she's been served so far in the in the prequel, or the sequel trilogy? Sorry, almost did it again. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, she's... Well, I guess she's always been involved on the political side of things, but that seems to be entirely her realm now. She's less foot soldier hanging out with Ewoks and more <laughs> just kind of being a, a matronly role model. She's the general now. Yeah. yeah. General. Yeah. That's, I think that's a natural progression. progression. Yeah, for, you know, somebody that's aging like that, especially. I mean, she never... Uh, I was going to say she never was really involved, but I mean, she was, wasn't she? Like, episode four, she was blasting away at stormtroopers and yeah. into the uh, garbage chute flyboys. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess... Uh, well, okay, so there's the... what. What do you think of the possibility of her being the one who's continuing Ray's training in episode nine? Um, that wouldn't make a lot of sense to me. I don't know how much formal training Leia would have had. Well, I'll tell you this because I'm a canon junkie from, um, some of the books and stuff that have come out in the new canon, we I know that Leia did train with Luke for a while um, before she became pregnant with Ben, and then after she became pregnant with Ben, she was torn between Ben, her political career, and the you know fledgling Repu- New Republic, and her Jedi training, and she decided to focus on you know the Republic. And and Ben, maybe less so to Ben now, you know, we look at things now. But, uh, so she did have some training. We just didn't know how far she got. Enough, evidently, to pull herself, to, you know, to safety through space. <laughs> so, I mean, would that be something you'd be opposed to? Like, if they addressed that? Like, yeah, she had some training from, you know, she's probably got more training than anybody else in the galaxy pretty much right now. Yeah, that would still feel a little weird to me. Just because I think the movies need to stand on their own, so if they just brought that in and said, oh yeah, Leia had been training before this whole sequel trilogy started, and now she's going to continue Ray's training, that would just kind of seem out of left field to me. Now there was a... Uh, what would you say if they, if, if they had a flashback and they showed a young Leia in Luke training? younger Leia and Luke. Yeah, I mean, they would have to almost, and that still would just seem kind of ham-fisted to me. Yeah. I don't know, I think... Uh, I see them putting her in that in that role now, because then she'd be fulfilling... Like, I see them... She needs to kind of step into those shoes at this point. I mean, if, if someone needs to continue the training, why couldn't it be a Force ghost? Why, why does it have to be Leia? Well, here's my question, okay? She just doesn't seem qualified to me. This is kind of off, you know. Well, so when Qui-Gon returned to Yoda, it was just like whispers, right? Yoda kind of had to go on his own little journey and figure out how to commune with him. Then Yoda has to instruct Obi-Wan on how to commune with Qui-Gon, right? At the end of episode three? Yeah. How did Luke instantly hear 
Obi-Wan's voice and then in Empire Strikes Back he was able in Return of the Jedi he was able to appear to him without Luke being trained to commune I don't know so how would Rey would Rey just be able to commune with a force ghost Luke I would think so because that was an ability that Luke was able to pick up on his own and look how rapidly she was able to pick up other abilities um, yeah true you know like the, the Jedi mind trick like I think she I mean, did she even know that that was a thing when she before she did it or did somebody tell her about how it was a possibility and then she just does it I like, mean I she's heard stories of Luke Skywalker the Jedi so I mean just like we hear stories of Jedi you know I'm sure it's something that would come up like oh yeah the Jedi's do their Jedi mind you know it's a pretty well known thing Jedi mind trick or what, yeah. what have you so I mean what was the other thing so there was and then, and then in the end of the movie she picks for, up a lightsaber and holds her own against Kylo Ren who's been training his whole life I mean he had been blasted with the bowcasters and then I guess that's the explanation but still just how rapidly she develops her, her force abilities. She doesn't even just pick up the lightsaber. She force calls it to her against the will of Kylo's force. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's almost like there was... Uh, just How would you explain that away to somebody? Just from your own understanding without knowing any ancillary, other ancillary material. I don't really have a good explanation for it. That's something that's been puzzling me all along. Like, at the moment, it's... I, I don't know. It, it's something that's unexplained that I think is going to have an answer uh, in December. Or it better. Otherwise, it would just be a glaring plot hole how she was just able to pick up all those abilities instantly, almost. Yeah. Well... So I'll tell you how it's explained in the last Jedi novelization. It's just touched on. And you can kind of pick up hints of it in the movies. Because like you were saying, she just picks up the the mind trick thing, right? She does that right after Kylo tries to break into her mind. And instead of gaining access to her mind, she pushes back and she sees into his mind. You know, that's when she calls him out like, oh, I can see that you're afraid you'll never be as powerful as Darth Vader. And in the novelization, it says that in that moment when their minds connected like that, she almost like got like the imprint of the training that he had been through. It's like they had a connection that was amplified then in The Last Jedi, but their connection started there. So it was almost like she gained his muscle memory for the Force, these Force talents. Interesting. That's why directly afterwards it came natural for her to do the mind trick it came natural for her to you know if we're gonna pick a you know you start like people are picking apart the sequel trilogy like these like how did she know how to do the force mind trick how did she know how to pull the lightsaber to her with the force you know like that never been explained to her right that we saw well how did luke know that he could pull something to him with the force at the beginning empire strikes back after uh after the wampa pissed all over him and stuck him up on the, the cave ceiling. <laughs> Yost. Uh, but uh, in A New Hope, we don't see anybody force calling anything to, you know, to anybody, but he's, and we never see anybody tell him that, so 
it's kind of the same thing. Like, I think that, uh, you know, if, how do you think A New Hope, Empire, and Return of the Jedi would fare nowadays if they were to be released as, like, as they are? I don't know. It's just interesting the the parallels between Luke and Ray just being able to pick up abilities that really were never explained to them to begin with. So Luke to me was always meant to be a prodigious talent. Like he was he was always supposed to be really really powerful, um, and so it doesn't seem like so much of a stretch that he would be able to pull the lightsaber to him in the Wampa Cave and it looks difficult, right? Right, yeah. have an easy time with it. Yeah. And he's just kind of, it was almost like out of desperation, like either the lightsaber comes or I'm dead, you know? And he he makes it happen. But he does, does, I mean, he struggles for a second there. Yeah, yeah, it's not easy. Ray, on the other hand, she pulls it to her, like I said, against Kylo's will. Yeah. With authority. So I think there's, I mean, I think you're right. I think, I really hope, like, you know, we have a couple of theories, but um, that have been mentioned on the podcast already. She could be a clone. She could have been an experiment. She could be, like, another chosen one, almost like, you know, like, come from the force. Who knows? I think maybe we'll get some more of that in, uh, in The Rise of Skywalker. All right, so Luke Skywalker, how do you think he's been served in the sequel trilogy. Um, <laughs> in The Force Awakens, I didn't mind his role so much. Um, you didn't you didn't like it, or you were okay with it? Yeah, I was okay with it. I, I mean, essentially, the whole movie is about him without him being in it. Right, yeah, everyone's trying to find him. He's just off on that planet eating porks and <laughs> drinking green milk. You think he ate the porks? I don't know. What else would he eat? Those giant fish that he was skewering. <laughs> that he was skewering with that, like, oh, yeah, four-story <laughs> tall spike. Yeah, it's, it's been a while since I've seen the movie. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah in, uh, yeah, in The Last Jedi, I think it took a little too long for him to come around. Yeah, I... So, so he has a, a failure with the new Jedi Order that he's trying to make. You know, everybody dies, and Kylo Ren goes away, and so he just gives up on the universe and goes into hiding, uh, maybe. Well, okay, think of it this way. Like, uh, so, let's look... Okay, so people say... People say that Luke's character wasn't well served in The Last Jedi. He did some uncharacteristic like things, like when he tossed the lightsaber over his shoulder and was like, you know, just like flippant about it, right? And that he turned and ran away from, you know, what what his calling was or whatever and that or the biggest thing they say is like you just brought up when he pulled his lightsaber out on his nephew, like is that a Luke Skywalker thing to do? And people say no, but if you look at Luke in Return of the Jedi, 
when, you know, or even Empire Strikes Back, he gets the vision that his friends are in trouble, so he rushes to save his friends. Things work out okay for him that time. Uh, but then in Return of the Jedi, when he goes to Vader and they taunt him with his friends again, his family, you know, if you will not turn to the dark side, perhaps she will. Then he touches the dark side. He flips out. So he has that burst of anger. He has the, he has an initial response, much like Anakin would have, right? He's quick to anger. But the difference is Luke can step back and realize, like, oh, man, I'm touching the dark side. He steps back from it instead of falling, you know, falling, like, face first into it. And I think he does the same thing in uh, The Last Jedi. Like, he sees what Kylo's going to do. He sees that Kylo's going to undo everything and the darkness within Kylo and his possible future. And so he has that instant reaction, that Skywalker instant anger reaction, but he pulls himself back. However, it still is enough for Kylo to be threatened, frightened, and for him to lash out with that Skywalker anger to kill everybody around Luke. Like, think Tim Q, you're a teacher. If you're responsible for all these children and one of your... If, if your nephew also named Ben were to freak out and kill everybody else how would you how would you feel like would you not feel responsible well yeah sure that'd be pretty terrible but I don't know okay just go eat forks (laughs) but no that wasn't my point my point wasn't that it was uncharacteristic for him to almost attack Kylo Ren it was to me uncharacteristic for him to take as long as he did to get back into get back into things. Yeah. After after Ray came to him, because your whole point with that whole monologue was how impulsive he can be. But so she came to him and asked for help, and he just didn't want to. Or was he? Maybe he knew what he was doing the whole time. That would make more sense to me. But I think he withdrew himself because he had a very. Uh... So you'll have to um, explain this a little bit, Tim Q. I'll let you do it. He had a very Jupacabla like view of things at that moment in the time. <laughs> a very freak order-like view. So when everybody's wrong, so just burn the whole thing down? Well, he didn't necessarily burn the thing. He was like the Jedi being around is what causes like this what does Snoke say uh, darkness rises and light to meet it uh, I think he thought like maybe if I just step back this imbalance will take care of itself kind of looked at the Jedi and the Sith and said look at how much war and destruction the war between the Jedi and the Sith have caused all this time so obviously the you know and even in like the prequels the Jedi weren't 100% right the Sith definitely weren't 100% right so they're both part of the problem so, don't be part of the problem. You'll be part of the solution. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see, especially with Luke. Like, even though Luke died... I, I think Luke did get his redemption at the end of The Last Jedi. Yeah. He did a very Jedi-like thing, which was very in character of him to go and not actually fight Kylo. Very much like the throwing away the lightsaber. I am a Jedi like my father before me. He solved it all with, you know, defense, not attack with the Force. 
Uh, but I still think that even more so than Leia, who's still technically alive in the movies, I think Luke still needs more of a closure, more of a finishing. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll be in the movie. Probably as a force goes, but he'll be in it. The Rise of Skywalker. Could resurrect. The Rise of Cornstalk Walker. <laughs> Luke Cornstalk Walker. Well, speaking of rising and coming back and returning and Cornstalk Walkers... What uh, I don't know if I've asked you in particular. What do you think the odds are, over or under, that Anakin Skywalker, Hayden Christensen, shows up in Episode Nine? Oh, I would say over. I mean, you've mentioned a few times that J.J. Uh, Abrams is trying to wrap the whole trilogy up, and the first or the whole saga, I should say, and the first six movies are the story of Anakin Skywalker. So, if you want to wrap the whole nine movie series up he has to make an appearance yeah not only the story of anakin skywalker but the story of the sky anakin and luke you know the skywalkers being manipulated by the phantom menace palpatine we already know palpatine's back yeah and i'll say this to you so this past week the uh was fan expo and i don't know if you've seen this little uh like parade that uh parade's not the right word but they've been uh, touring, this tour that Hayden Christensen and Ian McDiarmid have been going on together. They've been going to convent on a convention uh, convention circuit together. Uh, they just went to a children's hospital and met a bunch of little kids and had like a meet and greet with them. Imagine that Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine coming to a children's hospital would be <laughs> frightening in universe. But uh, out, out, out of universe, sure, you know, that's pretty well, cool. It's, it's hinted that Palpatine has the ability to keep people alive, <laughs> unnaturally. <laughs> so he's just going, like, healing all the small children? Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's confirmed, but, like, there's that whole subplot about how Anakin wants Palpatine to help him uncover the ability to keep people alive so right. uh, Anakin can save, save Padme. Padme. I think after Anakin gets burned and he collapses near the the river of molten rock or whatever, Palpatine comes down and kind of crouches over him. I don't know if it ever comes out and gets said, but I think in that moment, Palpatine uses that ability. Yes, and you want to know one of the like fan theories I uh, subscribe to? That Anakin had a very strong connection to Leia, or to Leia, to Padme. And that it, there's there's actually like somebody wrote like a quite a long paper on this and had a, a lot of good points that I'm not going to do justice right now but essentially he was leeching Padme's life to save Anakin Palpatine was? yeah interesting and so that's why Padme just it looked to like she was just like dying for no reason but uh Palpatine was using her life force and their connection that they already had bridged together in order to sustain and keep Vader alive. Wow, that would really bring a new factor of irony to (laughs) the whole idea of Anakin joining Palpatine to try to save 
yeah. Padme. It's really that decision that doomed Padme. Then, if, if oh, it's really it a hundred percent did, and it's almost like he was making sure of it at that point. Like we've said before, and like our talking about Palpatine a lot. Not only is he a master manipulator, master chess player, he sees things five, ten steps in advance, but he's also very good at reactionary things. So he's like, oh, well, here's the perfect way to make sure that Padme's out of the way and that I keep uh, this husk of a man. And yeah. also guilting, I can also guilt him for the rest of his days by telling him, like, oh, yeah, you're responsible for her death. It seems in your anger you killed her. <laughs> But so these two have been going, <laughs> been going around, touring together, right? Going to children's hospitals and using their Sith powers to to heal people. <laughs> There's an over under. <laughs> you think someone's gonna say? <laughs> I mean, there's there's a handful of them, right? So uh, Obi Wan in Episode One. All right. Yep. Uh, Darth Vader Darth Vader a couple times in episode 3 and um, in the the Blu-ray version of episode 6 episode 6 Luke no I am your father (laughs) ugly cry like (laughs) freak out meltdown face Um, Luke screams no in A New Hope when uh Ben gets cut down. No! Yeah. Uh, what? Do we, okay, so we got episode one. We got episode three, four, five, six. What about episode two? Does anybody shout no in episode two? Um, we hear it when Yoda's meditating. No! I got it. No! There you go. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> All right, episode seven. Don't they shout no, Ray and Finn? Don't they shout no when, uh, when dear old son Kylo Ren impales uh, Han? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they do. I, I think Chewie yells no at that point too. Then just blasts Kylo in the bowcaster. Oh man, that right there just proves that Kylo's a beast of a man. Everybody else in that movie gets blown like meters and meters away when they get hit by that bowcaster. He gets shot right in the gut and he just takes a knee. That couldn't have felt good. Episode 8? Does anybody know in episode 8? Hmm. Uh, let's see. No, 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 no. Uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. I can't think of any. It's probably there, and if it isn't, they'll add it in in the special edition. <laughs> but as it stands, we get for sure we got a we got a definite no in uh, in Revenge of the Sith, the third installment from Vader. We got a definite no in Return of the Jedi, the third installment from Vader. So, yeah, I think Hayden Hayden comes back. Uh, definite no from Hayden. It's got a, it's all got a rhyme. But, yeah, so Hayden and Ian have been going around. They, they've done a couple of uh, these little things together. Now, they were supposed to be at Fan Expo uh, this week, and there was a, a panel that was Hayden and Ian McDiarmid. 
and it got shut down last minute. And the word is that Disney shut it down and said that they didn't want any leaks to get out. So there's something to be leaked. Well, okay, so there's two ways of looking at this. People are saying, like, like Disney could step in and tell Ian, like, no, don't do this panel. Because he is for sure under contract. We know he's in the movie. He's under a contract right now with Disney. But with Hayden, does that... Would he have to obey? He wouldn't have to obey Disney if he was... If you weren't under contract with him. So do you think that makes it more or less likely that he is in episode nine, showing up in episode nine? I'll also tell you this. Some of our uh, podcasting friends over in Great Britain, um, they, uh, they said that Hayden has been spending a lot of time in uh, the U.K., while episode 9 was filming. Curious. So, I mean... Yeah, I mean, he has to be in it. I'm sure he will be. Yeah, Probably Jake Lloyd, too. (laughs) What if his force ghost morphs? Like, he shows up, and he's like, Ray. And at first, he's just like, uh, like, charred husk. Anakin, like face melting off. Right. PG-13 Anakin. Yeah, PG-13 Anakin. And she's like, oh! That's where that was gonna be. <laughs> he, he shows up, he crawls out from under her bed. No! <laughs> so he's shouting that or she's shouting that? <laughs> they both are. No! <laughs> okay, so then he's like, oh, don't like this, so... So he's already like, you know, a quarter of a man's height. So the limbless husk that's waddling <laughs> he's around. Taller than that. Um, I mean, he's um, missing the knees down. I'll give you that. No, that's what I'm saying. He's so like Kane kills dad. Yeah, it's like he lost parts of his legs. He right. So he's him. like what, like four foot tall or so, right? <laughs> no. So he stands up on his on his nubs, and he's like, "Oh, sorry if this frightens you. What if I transform into bull cut Anakin, which is about the same height?" So he doesn't transform body. <laughs> he doesn't grow any. He just transforms into bowl cut episode one, Jake Lloyd. Are you an angel? No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's disturbing. So he turns into uh, Hayden Christensen uh, episode two style. Shirtless nightmare Anakin. <laughs> With the rat tail. Yes. Yeah. And so, what what would Ray say to that? I think she would just welcome her right into a bed. Yes! Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. (laughs) I mean... The first... Yeah, yeah. That's that's just about, I think, what would happen. And then, as he's in bed with her, he transforms into Sebastian Shaw. I think we call it. Um, I think that's it. Does anybody anybody want to take that bet? Uh, what that whole sequence? <laughs> <of events? laughs> yeah, yeah, it's got to play out exactly Just like, like that. that. Just like that. Like the odds on that, like. Whew. 
It's a good thing you and I aren't in charge of the story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, there would just be a whole lot of extra features in the Blu-ray, like, <laughs> what is this? You'd have to, like, type in some crazy sequence to get to all these just Easter eggs oh, all man. over the place. That'd be great. None of the actors even know what the movie's going to be. We'll have, like, just 30 hours of footage. <laughs> That's kind of just contradictions and things that have been filmed, and like that's that's one way to avoid a spoiler. Like, oh, so what happens in the movie? Like, well, I don't even know. (laughs) I don't know. I'm in the thing, and I have no idea. That's really kind of how JJ rolls. Not to that probably that crazy of an extent, but uh, he shoots much more than he needs. There's other plot lines and storylines, and he's known for very much crafting the movie in the editing room. Like there's already uh, there's rumors that like the uh, the monkey hand sequence. Did you uh, you did you hear about this? No. So in the uh, the first trailer for uh, episode nine, when you see Kylo's helmet being put back together, it's being put back together by some furry monkey hands. <laughs> okay. And uh, supposedly, like the story is that's been. You know, passed down uh, that uh, there's a monkey that's that's fixing Kylo's helmet while Kylo and the Knights of Ren all watch on. And then there's a story that they shot it again. Kylo's fixing the helmet uh, while the Knights of Ren and the monkey, you know, look on. And then there's another one that like. The Knights of Ren are helping the monkey fix the helmet while Kylo anxiously walks. So they shot it a several different ways. Who's the monkey? We don't know, but... Why why does there need to be a monkey? There's a monkey. (laughs) There's a winged monkey. Like the the Wizard of Oz monkey. Yeah, yeah. In Star Wars. Maybe it's one of those guys like um, the dude in the Mos Eisley Cantina who got his hand cut off by uh, Old Ben. What if it's a... Now, here's Casey's theory. It's a Bothan. No, no. It's one of the werewolf guys who got his arm cut off. Ooh. Wait. The werewolf no, guy... No, there not, was a werewolf guy. He didn't get his arm cut off, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm trying to remember. The human got his arm cut off, and it looked like the werewolf guy's arm. Yeah. <laughs> or the werewolf guy could have... I mean, there was a fray. Like, Obi-Wan could have just cut off the wrong guy's arm after people were getting thrown into tables and such. I'm going to have to watch that scene again. And now I'm forgetting. Yeah, that's a tricky little sequence there. But, yeah, so... There could just be... Yeah, like we were saying, there's just... Like, that's kind of what J.J.'s known for doing. He shoots more than he needs to. He makes up things in the editing room. Like, okay, he wasn't hugely involved with, like, the story planning of Lost, but he was an executive producer, I believe, and Lost throughout uh, all but I think, the last season. But, like, when uh, when somebody was dead in the casket and there was a big reveal at the end of, like, the fourth season or something, he shot, you know, he had them shoot, like, six different people in the casket and leaked them all. So... I mean, there's a lot of leaks right now. Some of them are, you know, they, they contradict each other. So I wouldn't 
I wouldn't put it past JJ. I mean, heck, that's what I'd be doing right now. I'd be shooting strange sequences with all types of Anakins in bed with Ray, just to throw people off. Do you think any of the mainstream trailers we've been giving have any red herring? So, like uh, the the dark version of Ray, is it? Do you think it's a possibility Ooh. that that's not even in the movie? So, JJ. Is, said as much uh, I'll have to try and find this audio clip if I can find it in time I'll, I'll put it I'll add it to the episode here uh, but he was asked by somebody about the you know the footage and stuff and about the dark ray and he's he said something to the effect of well it's all interesting stuff and we'll see how much of it ends up in the movie hmm. because like, like they were asking about what um what it's like to watch the fans react to something like Dark Ray and how much he, you know, judges their reactions and stuff. He's like, well, you know, right now it's cool to watch. It's always fun and interesting to watch, but I'm still putting the movie together. Like, it's still not a fixed thing. It's not in the can yet. So, like, these, some things could be cut. If you watch The Force Awakens, the first trailer from The Force Awakens, a lot of that isn't in the movie. Most of I don't think hardly anything in the first Rogue One trailer is in the movie. But something as big as Dark Ray, like if that just doesn't show up, talk about a red herring. Yeah, that would be, be nuts. But I think that... So moving... Uh, so let's let's talk about uh, uh, our two... Uh, Ryan Johnson called them our uh, dual... Uh, Protagonists or like dual main characters, two 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 halves of the same coin, Ray and Kylo. That's how Kylo or that's how Ryan Johnson described them. Okay. What do you make of this uh, of this duo? <laughs> About their characters, just in terms of like uh, juxtaposed to like the main character and. Um, Four, five, and six was Luke. You got his hero's journey, and one, two, and three, you got you got Anakin, but you almost got like an, a little bit of Obi Wan too, right? Yeah. You have the big bad Palpatine over one through six very prominently. Uh, then you have Vader one through six. It's kind of like the Ben Solo, like it. So I mean, how do you feel that the Let's talk about let's talk about Ben Solo a little bit. How do you feel about his character so far? Do you think he's he measures up to a Darth Vader like status? Not like big bad, but I mean like an Anakin Skywalker storytelling status. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Darth Vader was iconic for what he was—just this giant, imposing, dark, evil, machine-like thing—and. Um, I think Kylo Ren is just a different kind of antagonist. He's kind of childlike in his own way, very conflicted, and, you know, he kills Han Solo, so how can we ever forgive him for that? And I, I don't know, so he's, he's not a good guy, but I, I, I like the character. I think they're doing interesting things with him. All right, so you said, how can we ever forgive him for killing Han Solo? Can we ever forgive him I won't. for killing Han Solo? I won't. 
can we forgive him for, uh, you know, standing by and watching uh, when five planets in the Hosnian system were blown to smithereens for killing half of, at least half of his uh, uh, Jedi classmates at Luke's temple. Yeah, he's done some messed up stuff. Is there, in your eyes, should there be, and and do you think there will be, redemption? Um, no. no. I think he's been made to be conflicted, but I, I think we'll still see parts of, you know, the, the duality of his character, but I think in the end, um, the, the, the darkness in him will, will win out. Ugh. Yeah, I almost hope so because I don't want to see it. Like, okay, like, so. Are we supposed to forget all that if he just decides to be good? Well, I mean, do you forgive Anakin? The countless murders? I saw a security hologram of him that's, killing that's a, younglings. That's a good question, though. So. Anakin saves Luke, and then now, all of a sudden, okay, he's, he's good. That redeems everything. He gets to be a Force ghost. Like he was responsible for a lot atrocities, just murdering children, exterminating Jedi. Um, yeah. So he stood by. I don't want to blame him for blowing up Alderaan. That was Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah, but, but he was he was complicit. I mean, he tortured Leia. With he that. tortured Leia, and he held Leia back and like held her while making her watch Alderaan get destroyed. Yes, he was complicit. I don't know if that was his idea. I think it was. I think it was Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah, it was more Grand Moff. Grand Tarkin was, his, was in control. His interrogation technique. Yeah, he was in control of the Death Star. He was the one that wanted to make a point with it. You know, Darth Vader, I don't think, was really about the Death Star's technological terror you've constructed is insignificant next to the power of the Force. You know. So, but yeah, I mean, he was. Let's say he killed younglings. He killed Obi Wan. Essentially, wiped out. A, he wiped out a whole uh, clan of uh, sand people. Right. <laughs> yep. So, cut off Luke's hand to take him to the Emperor. Still took him to the Emperor. But yeah, I mean, look at how messed up the relationship was between the Emperor and Vader. And Vader was going to subject his own son to that madman. All right, so here's an interesting quote or like thought. I uh, it's not my original thought. I got I've heard this from somebody else, and if I remembered who said it, like who I heard say it first, I quote him, but I don't. So when in the throne room in Return of the Jedi, when Luke calls the lightsaber out from next, you know, next to the Emperor to his hands. And swings on the Emperor. And Vader blocks it, right? Do you think at that moment he was protecting the Emperor or he was protecting Luke from starting down the dark path? 
Oh man, he was protecting the emperor. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know because I think Vader was really mostly done with the Emperor as soon as he found out he had a kid and the Emperor had been lying to him this whole time. Like you hear it in his voice when you know the Emperor is like the son of Skywalker, rah, 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 you know, and he's like, "How is this possible?" You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when he that later that episode, he's like, you know, join me. You know, we can rule the galaxy's father and son. We can defeat the emperor. He's foreseen it. So, so if he's trying to protect Luke from going down the dark path, then why not just spin around and chop off the emperor's head himself? Like it, he already knows he's an evil person. So right. you know, you're protecting your son from being a bad person. So do the bad thing yourself. Yeah. Well, he does eventually, right? Eventually, yeah. But in that moment, if he's trying to spare Luke from starting down the dark dark path, like why would he then subject him to torture with the horse lightning? Yeah. I mean, that's that's where Vader turns in my mind, back to the light side. It's just he, he can't put up with seeing his son that much agony. Yeah. Yeah. So, is Kylo any worse than Vader? Yeah, that he can't be redeemed then after Anakin was redeemed. Well, Anakin didn't kill Han Solo, <laughs> <laughs> but he did kill Obi Wan Kenobi. Hello, oh, yeah, that. but we're we're getting an Obi Wan movie. We got a Han Solo movie. Yeah, but not with Harrison Ford. Yeah. Not with Alec Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. There's no Alec Guinness. There's pints of Guinness. It comes in pints? Comes in pints. Yeah, so... Here's, like, I think I've, uh, I've said this on the podcast before. Uh, spoiler alerts for uh, Game of Thrones. So as skip ahead... Uh, a good 30 seconds to a minute or so, but I kind of see Kylo, because he's been conflicted. We've seen him go back and forth. We've heard him say that he's being called to the light, you know. So he's going to be Jamie Lannister? I think he's going to (laughs) go Jamie Lannister. Yeah, just kind of almost look like he's going to do the right thing, the honorable thing, and then just kind of go back to what he's always known. Yep, at the end, he's going to have something's going to, you know piss him off he's going to throw a tantrum go back to the dark side could be and oh man yeah I think we've had the you know the fall to the dark side with Anakin and the redemption I I think it would be more fitting if we have just a cautionary tale of this could happen like somebody who's on the dark side dies on the dark side or he continues on the dark side and you know kind of proves what Master Yoda says can be right that once you start down the dark path they can dominate your you know your destiny because there are such things like mistakes that you can make 
let's be real, in the real world, if you uh, nuke some countries and uh, you kill, you know, your classmates, then uh, there's some consequences. Yeah, there's, yeah, so that's interesting. So maybe, maybe there are some acts that are irredeemable, forever it will dominate your destiny sort of thing. So in Kylo's mind, how was Han Solo helping him by, you know, being being a murder victim, right? Kylo Kylo asks Han Solo, "Will you help me?" Right, and then right, and then takes him out. What, what did he mean by that? Here's what I think he meant. You know, he was much the opposite of what our you know we're normally seeing with characters. They're in the light, being pulled towards the dark. So there's seduction of the dark. There's temptation of the dark. There's the weakness of falling to the dark side, right? With him, it was the seduction, temptation, and weakness of falling to the light. Like that mercy he had, that pity that he had naturally. Because he was the son of Solo, like ben, you know, like Snoke calls him out for. And just on September 11th, there was a new uh, canon comic that I think kind of emphasizes this point. Snoke takes Kylo Ren early in his training to Dagobah. He takes him to Dagobah, he takes him to the cave. And he says, this is, you know, this is the cave where, uh, you know, your uncle went. And Kylo says, oh, I can still feel his presence from when he was training here. And Snoke says something like, yes, he is very powerful in the forest, whatever, you know. And Kylo's like, why do you respect him? And he's like, I don't only respect him, I fear him. And let me tell you this, Kylo, that if I had Luke Skywalker by my side, the galaxy would already be mine. So he's like putting Kylo down even more, right? He sends Kylo into the uh, into the tree, into the cave. Kylo confronts a vision of Luke Skywalker and kills him. And then he's confronted with his mother and father. And... Snoke is kind of like Snoke is aware of what the vision is and he's like listening from outside perceiving like his feelings and stuff and Kylo pretends to cut down his mother and father but really he just like hacks away at the cave and ends up in like a burst of anger he destroys the cave but Snoke thinks that he destroyed the vision of his mother and father thinks that he like passed this test but so obviously this is like that glimmer this is that temptation of the light that he wasn't able to kill his mother and father even in this vision and so I think that him killing Han Solo in The Force Awakens him asking for help is him being tormented he thinks he needs to go to the dark side and so killing his father is going to make him stronger it's going to give him that you know once he kills his father it's going to give him a, a you know an injection of hate power Right, yeah, that's the act that would make him irredeemable. But it, but instead, it backfires, I think, because we get an even more conflicted Kylo. And come, I think he comes close in episode 8 to turning back towards the light. I think that he had a real... He did, he had a real opportunity and chance after that throne room battle when Rey was like, you know, come with me, leave it all behind. But that's when I think he went irredeemable. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. 
Now, Ray, on the other hand, what do you make of her uh, character arc so far? Yeah, it's... She seems like a a person of destiny, and she's being used by the Force, it seems, uh, to do all these incredible things. She just seems overpowered. I'm, I'm interested in the explanation for that. In the middle of everything, picking up all these Force powers naturally, and just destroying everybody. Yeah. yeah. I mean... The force powers things, like, like we talked about it, I think, a couple episodes ago. Like, there are such things as like savants, right? Where's the where's the Wampa Bacta tank moment? Like, she never really gets taken out, like everybody else does. Ah. Everyone else gets humbled a couple times, at least. It seems like. Let's see. Yeah, I mean. Anakin gets humbled by Dooku. And think of any other Jedi who doesn't get put in their place. Obi-Wan gets humbled by Dooku. Uh, Sidious humbles quite a few Jedi, real quickly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... Luke gets humbled by Vader. He gets humbled by the Wampa. I guess Yoda's arguable. So he, he fights Sidious, but... I, I don't know, Yoda ends up running away, right? Yeah, I mean, he he gets humbled. You know, failed I have. Like, that's pretty humble. That's humble right there. So Ray, I mean... Well, no, Ray gets humbled by Kylo. She's running away in Takodana. Kylo straight up owns her there. She pulls out her blaster after she uh, takes out those stormtroopers. She's running away. Kylo just like marches right at her, deflects all those bolts. She tries to shoot him and he just freezes her. And then, you know, they're like, oh, sir, the droid. He's like, nope. He looks into her mind a little bit after he's like holding her frozen there. We've got everything we need. Let's go take her back to the ship. She gets up. She's humbled right there. He knocks her out with the force, carries her back to the Starkiller base. Yeah. And, th- and then he's he's pretty much beating her back at the beginning of their little lightsaber duel there uh, at the end until he says something about you needing a teacher and she's like, something clicks in her mind and she like taps it she taps into this the force I don't know if maybe she makes a connection again but there's something that happens there and I don't think it's by accident that she just like it clicks for her that she just like mops the floor with it so I'm looking for that to be like you said um detailed more maybe come up in episode 9 Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll learn her backstory. Hopefully. I, I think we will. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just too big of a, a gap to leave. Yeah. There can be no gaps. It's Star Wars. <laughs> there are no gaps. There's no gaps yeah, in our Star Wars knowledge. Big things don't just get left. Like, Sifo-Dyas. 
episode two, 2002, 17. So, man, yeah, that's going to be big. That's going to play out in episode three. It's going to be all kinds of stuff about Sifo Diaz. He had to wait like 12 years for the Clone Wars to fill in any blanks. And then just this year for uh, Dooku Jedi Lost really filled in some blanks for us. All right. I mean, you may have to wait a time, but everything eventually gets filled in. And I don't think Sifo Diaz and Ray is a. You're not comparing <sighs> apples and oranges there. Where you are, I mean. You're not comparing bananas and and wooden wagon wheels. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. I mean You're uh you're not comparing I mean, she's she's the main character. You gotta we gotta know where all this ability is coming from. And in the previous movies they've made a big deal about her backstory. Just to leave it unanswered. I I don't think they will. I don't think they can. I, I, I I would be amused if they did. <laughs> but they're not gonna. First five minutes of the movie, Ray just gets killed. Oh, man. Talk about subverting expectations. <laughs> oh. That would do the trick. Yeah. I I want Kylo... Here's what I would really like. I would, Kylo, I would like for Kylo not to be redeemed. If Palpatine comes back, I want him to defeat Palpatine, become the ultimate, ultimate baddie. And live on. <laughs> just take over the galaxy. Yeah, it just ends on a dark note, kind of like episode three does. Yeah, why not? And you're like, whoa, wow, whoa, whoa. I mean, Ray can escape and go and live somewhere and like think like, okay, I'll start secretly building the Jedi back. <clears throat> it can be the end of the Skywalker saga because the Skywalker line failed, fell into darkness. <laughs> It's just like they can denounce him. Luke could be like, he's not a Skywalker, you know, he's he's pure dag nasty evil. <laughs> <laughs> but uh Yeah, so then we could get, you know, the continuing Star Wars stories, Ryan Johnson or the uh David and Dan could come out and you know, the years to come and just have it be like, okay, now this is the story of the new Jedi trying to rise up in the shadow of Kylo Ren and his First Order might that's lasted decades across the galaxy, longer than even the Empire did. That's what I'd like to see. I'd like to That'd see cool. Kylo... I've been saying this since Episode 7. I want to see Kylo become the big bad. I wanted to see him take out Snoke and become the big bad. We've kind of... I thought we were getting that until Star Wars Celebration Episode Nine trailer, and then Palpatine shows up. Yeah, yeah. So now it's like you thought he was the big bad. Now, yeah. Now we brought back the really big bad. It's been Palpatine all along, pulling the strings. So if so, Palpatine kills everybody, then Kylo kills Palpatine. The saga, as we know it, is over. Kylo sets up his dominion, and the next saga are people resisting him. Yeah. Maybe. That'd be cool. It would definitely subvert expectations. Yeah, what if that? JJ's been going around saying this is going to, what's the word he's been saying? Uh, satisfying. Would that be satisfying? No. <laughs> So, Not in any conventional sense. So probably, I mean, it would satisfy the heck out of me. 
I would be amused. Yeah, so I mean, so there's that quite like that's one of our. Uh, that's I don't one, think anything can be ruined anymore after the last season of Game of Thrones. Like I just was that ruined <laughs> for you? If everything falls apart, I, I'm just amused now. That'd be amusing. Was that was that ruined for you then? I, I didn't like the last season. Uh, it was terrible. I, it was it was too. I think I think the story, the broad arcs of it, were fine. I think that the execution was way too fast for Game of Thrones. Yeah, they didn't have all of the details. They yeah, needed, yeah. They needed more details. Needed to be more fleshed out. I, so I think that, like, when the book comes out, it just didn't make sense the way it was presented. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I think that uh, just Euron's fleet smokes one of the dragons with one shot, and then the next day just. Dragon is unstoppable and burns the whole thing down without it's a fight. Because she like, was diving out of the sun. Oh, the sun's in the Okay. Hey, okay, Maybe. listen. When I was driving to Chicago this afternoon to pick you up, let me tell you what. I thought I was going to die a couple times because I could not see a darn thing in front of me because of the sun. So, hey, I may have doubted that that strategy that uh, old Khaleesi played until until this very day. Yeah, she maybe. could have she could have come flying out of the sun at me. I wanted to know to the last second. Last second. Cause let me tell you what, there were there were cars seemingly popping up out of nowhere at the last second. They do that. They like to. They like to do that. Uh, so what would what what do you need to see in episode nine for it to be fulfilled for you? Fulfilled? To be, uh, yeah, to be fulfilling, to be uh, satisfying, as JJ would put it. Well, so there's got to be some kind of legacy. Everything that that Han and Luke and Leia did needs to have mattered. Because <laughs> right now it seems like the the Resistance. What? There's only enough of them left to fill up the Millennium Falcon. And yeah, there's more of them that are <laughs> elsewhere. We know, like Snap Wexley and his crew and. And the Republic got blown up and and the Force Awakens. So like, what? Yeah, they're gone. There's there's got to be everything he that did, the good guys did. did needs to have mattered. They, did. they all did. You know. Well, what if it's just keeping that small spark of hope alive? Like that's not satisfying. Uh, that's so so. Everyone we know and love died to keep a small spark alive. Small. Yeah, I guess uh, I, I'm sure there's going to be victory again. I'm sure there's going to be some sort of. Well, that's the thing, though. Do you think like it's going to be total domination of the good guys somehow? They're going to go from having such a small amount to now there's this like galaxy wide, already like spreading first order regime. Somehow they're going to like snuff them out, or do you think that maybe like a Hux can survive? And keep the Imperial First Order flag still flying, much like they did after Return of the Jedi. Maybe. Eh, I don't know. I I like Kylo, and I like that he's a bad guy, and I don't want a, a carbon copy repeat of the redemption story of Anakin Skywalker. No. no. Like, I, Me neither. No, uh, nobody wants that. I think cautionary tale would be good for this. Like, you know, you could mess up 
really bad and not come back from that. Yeah, you can goof. You can be too much of a goof. Well, Mr. Tibkew, we're almost back to uh, my abode. We've almost made it. And, uh, that was a good Star Wars chat with you. Wagon wheels and bananas. I think we'll save uh, the Yost question for next time. People, let's let the anticipation build. Yeah, that oh, way we... I don't know. I do like Yost questions. That way we could have, uh, possibly have uh, Casey and Sean, Chad... It's nice when you got a... Uh, yeah, the questions are simple, but you really got to think about them. So it's good to have multiple perspectives, I think. Yeah. Kind of take some group brainstorming to, to sort out some of those answers sometimes. Yeah, that's a that's a wise man. Or just... Uh, Yost, like... Hats off, man. Bravo. Yeah, keep them coming, because... See, I want to run a little experiment now. Because Casey was talking about how, like, you know... I think we would just have skinnier shadows of just the intersection between the two shafts. Right, but if they were exactly the same, like, if they had exactly the same power, right? That's what I want to try. I want to get, like, two flashlights. You know, we'll have some controls, so we'd have, like, two of the exact same flashlight, two flashlights. They're still stars, and they're both still relatively close, so they're going to kick out enough light to wash out the other shadow. Relatively, but I was watching part of A New Hope earlier, and, like, when the suns are setting, they're two, like, drastically different colors. They're two drastically different, like... I guess evening time and daytime might be two different stories. Yeah. We need some experiments here. We need to take this, take Yost's question to the next level. I like how Yost's questions just continue to pop up, too. They're just... A wampa just pissing all over everybody all the time. <laughs> the parking brake for, uh, for speeders. Yeah. Yoda aging. Yoda's only 45 years old. He just smokes a lot. But yeah, tip cue, less than 100 days till uh, the rise of Skywalker. You ready? I think I'm ready. All right. With that, everybody, we are Talking Sith Pod. You can follow us across all social media platforms at Talking Sith Pod. Leave a comment, a review. Like us across all social media platforms. Leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. It really helps us out. It helps other people find us. Send us your questions. Uh, if you got some good uh, brain grapes like Yoast, TalkingSithPod at gmail.com. And, uh, until next time, may the Force be with you. Disney or Lucasfilm in any way. Star Wars is their property. We just like to talk about it.